0: It's Tom again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Sportsnet Michigan and c 925 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And the Millennial Man is Jared Patel of Fox 17 TV in Grand Rapids, Michigan and Fat Stack Sports. Comments and questions can be sent by email to 3pointpod at gmail.com or hit them up on social media at 3 The fellows will get it rolling right after this from our partners.
1: You'll do better with Sheridan.
2: Nelson House Funeral Homes' number one goal is to serve the families in our community. They're not tied into an out-of-state corporation or their board of directors. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. The top priority is caring for our friends and neighbors, being right there when you need them most. With unique service to represent unique lives in mid-Michigan, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration, they deserve. The business started in 1880 and continues the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, see them on the web at nelsonhouse.com or call them at 989-723-5234.
0: Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona.
2: Well, hello and welcome to episode 139 of Three Point Podcast. Our partners include Advanced Elevator, Corona Connection, Hankerd Sportwear, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, and Sheridan Auction Service. Tonight's not so proud boys include Matt Burns of ESPN on the phone from North Carolina and Jared Fatell from sunny arizona i'm ted fatale right here in our mid michigan three-point podcast studios and you know guys uh we're gonna get caught up a little bit on jared's trip and also get into some sports including the lions but uh you know we talked about it last week but did you ever think uh, that you know we were talking about the debate did you ever think we would see anything like that in this this short week we saw that debacle it was just the craziest debate i ever saw and then our president catches covid along with most of his main staff i mean what a week this has been
3: i mean you don't want to throw out like the karma thing but it's hard not to because almost minutes before it was announced that he had the virus he was mocking joe biden and like his camp for how they wear their masks and you know trying to make a whole like mockery of the whole mask thing and then like his people like you said and him they catch it you know you. You don't want to say it's like karma, you know, you yeah. want to like, you, you want them to get better and stuff like that. But it is almost like, well, that's who you deserve. You've been calling this a hoax and saying the masks are unnecessary this whole time. And now all your people got it. So it's crazy, I
1: saw, though. I saw the perfect video that encapsulates this whole scenario. It's where, it's Willy Wonka. Like, if you remember the very, the original, like, Charlie and the Charlie, I don't even remember what it's called. Charlie and the, Willy and the Wonka, I think is what it's called. But it was when he was, like, acting like he was injured, and he's, like, walking up to the doors, and, then, like, he does, like, the <laughs> yeah. somersault, and he's, like, okay, and had Trump's face, like, facing on it. And as soon as he yeah. does, like, the somersault, it shows that he's okay. Like, it cuts to, like, a cutaway of a girl, like, going, no! <laughs> I just thought it's funny, because it just it seems like there's yeah. a lot of people who are almost, like, rooting against this guy. Like, I get if you don't like him, but, I mean, I, I think overall you should be, like, rooting for him to, like, be okay.
2: A hundred percent. A hundred percent, no matter what your political views are. I mean... My goodness, you know, we, we hope for a recovery. He is the President of the United States. And the one thing we can say for sure, at Walter Reed Hospital, he's getting the best care that anybody yeah. could possibly get. So, well, so
3: I, I, saw some, I saw some people say, and, like, I remember, I, I even thought about it before, like, you can wish somebody well, you know, hope they don't. Mm-hmm. Something really bad doesn't happen. You can wish them well but not feel sorry for them. And that's yeah, kind of how this that. is. And, you know, like, yeah, exactly what you guys said. You don't want to be that person that's like, You know, like Ivan Drago in Rocky IV, if he dies, he dies. You don't want to be like that, you know, but, like, I I honestly don't necessarily feel sorry because they've been making, like, a joke of this whole thing the whole time, calling it a hoax and calling the Democratic governors and states who have tried to, like, shut things down and all that, you know, called tried to, like, make a, a mockery of this whole thing. So it is almost a little bit like karma, but... You know, it, and then it's crazy. Then he takes his little, like, joyride. The joyride. To his <laughs> while he apparently has this virus, <laughs> putting people in the car at risk. And this is just, like, it's so insane. It is, like, just so crazy. And then on top of that, the way
1: you started this, that debate was just ridiculous. So it, it's just been wild.
2: What a week, huh?
0: I, yeah.
1: I will say, this. can you imagine how, like, I thought it was going to be bigger news. I will say that much. Like, imagine if this would happened in, like, April. Like, it would have been, like... I'm not pandemonium, that's not the right word, but, like, it would just would have been insane. Whereas I feel like now it's almost like everyone kind of realized, like, most likely, like, it's not quite, quite as serious as we think it is. So, like, he's most likely going to be okay.
2: Well, yeah, that that's a fair point, and I guess kind of we'll tie that into your trip, you know, before we get into some Lions talk. Uh, Jared, you're in Arizona, Really? Probably uh, your first real adult uh, vacation type of trip. And, I mean, you're seeing the sights out there in Arizona. You went to California, San Diego, La Jolla. Just give us a little uh, thumbnail sketch of uh, what your week's been like.
1: All right. I'll give you one negative story, and I'll give you one positive. So All right. First off, in and out. I, there's nothing I've been looking forward to more <laughs> than trying in and out. Uh, we go there, we make like a whole, like, basically we're like 20 minutes out of our way to go to In-N-Out for lunch one day. And when you go to Arizona, you only here for a week. There's so many different places to try. Like, that's one of like 10 meals that, that we went to In-N-Out. Right. We get there, you know, wait in line for a while. The place is kind of gross looking, not going to lie. It didn't look that appealing. Order our food. The menu, first off, the menu is like five items. I know there's like a the secret menu or whatever, but that's nothing. And I get the food, and I kid you not, look, like you guys know me, I will down any food, any amount of food. That's the first time in my life I've never got I've ever gotten like fast food fries from McDonald's, from Wendy's, from anywhere, and you haven't I haven't finished the entire thing. It was disgusting. They were cold. It was almost like they popped right out of Ted's like oven, like in his in his house. That's how bad they were. And what? the burger was okay. I got an animal style, did all that. Just overall, In and Out Burger was not at all like what I what was billed to me. I'm pretty sure Matt, were not you recommending it big time to me like a few weeks ago?
3: No, no, because I, I definitely—I may have like recommended, you know, definitely try it. You're out there, yeah. but I had the same experience. <laughs> I'm not going to go as far as saying like the fries were disgusting, but yeah, when I—I I, one of the times I was out west, we went to In-N-Out, and maybe it's because people like set the expectation so high. I was expecting this thing to like melt in my mouth and almost be like orgasmic, <laughs> and it was—it was a fast food burger. I kind of had the same experience as you.
2: Yeah, I think their burgers are pretty good. I I don't really remember having a bad experience with their fries. I'm just uh, I'm just gonna remember never to cook fries for Jared out of my oven. I'll just tell you that. Mark. Uh, I was
3: gonna say, man, <laughs> man first it's, what, it's the grill, the whole barbecue
1: situation this summer, and now it's fries out of your oven. Man. I guess
2: I guess it just here's, doesn't stack up.
1: And then here's here's another story I'll tell you real quick. And I don't know, this didn't get me in trouble with my mom, but I'll tell it anyway.
2: So.
1: <laughs> We, we, you guys know, we planned a trip basically for the moment. Like, let's go to San Diego. It's about a five-hour drive. Right. Free shot. You're literally on a like a one-lane highway for 300 miles through mountains and wow. stuff. Which is like almost like the highlight of the trip is seeing like mountains, like driving through them. It's crazy. But we're driving down and we're in. Let me just say, I'm not insured under my brother's car. So like, if we get in a car crash <laughs> or something along those lines, like basically he's screwed. And this is his only way of transportation out here. He's like how he basically how he lives is his car. And so he's, let's just say we went out the night before at an early drive up to San Diego and he wasn't feeling the best. Wasn't quite in driving <laughs> condition. So I'm a little bit kind of anxious the entire drive because one, I'm driving on these like West Coast roads. It's like way different than anything I've ever driven on before. Like I'm, like I'm going up mountains, it's about 4,000 feet in the air. And so I'm going and I was going 80 miles an hour. And let's just say I was already a little bit nervous, and I get pulled over. Oh. I, I, I turn around, and I'm like, oh, my, my – are you kidding me? Like, this is just my life. Like, for one, I was going 80, like, I was kind of confused. Like, apparently the speed limit on the highway is, like, 60 miles an hour here, which is weird because it's just straight shot road. Like, there's – you would think that they would be uh, – they would be higher than they are in Michigan, but they're not. So I get pulled over, and I'm very nervous. Like, I'm basically, like, sweating bullets. I know that the car's not insured. And apparently the license had just expired because it ended like September 30th, and it was, it was like October 2nd or something when our we driver. So Josh like just tells you, yeah, you're gonna get written up. Like the car, like the license plate expired. The cop comes and talks to us, and we're like literally probably 20 minutes from California, and we've already gone through like two border patrol checks. Like I was kind of just already on edge just over the whole thing, and he makes me get out of the car and walk back to the police car with him. Right. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, this I've never had this happen to me before in my life. I'm back there for about 20 minutes talking. And from the way that it was described to me by like my girlfriend and Joshua was like they thought I was about to get like arrested because I was just sitting. he was kind of like berating me like for like 20 minutes there's looking the rear view. I come back and all he gives me is a warning. Like I must have been so lucky like there's no way if he checks the license plate, the car is getting towed. I'm getting a ticket for speeding. For not, we didn't have proof of registration. We didn't have our like insurance information ready yet in our car, and also there, there's one other ticket that I can't think of right now. So all that happens somehow, some way, I get out of it scot for you, which is a warning. I've never even heard of that before. Wow, you took talk- taking it to San Diego, go to La Jolla, which is like a little cove right on the beach, is incredible. Where literally I swam with sea lions, like a foot away from me, and it kind of scared the shit out of me a little bit because like, aren't they known to like attack humans every once in a while?
2: I'd Uh, I'd be a little nervous.
1: it was just crazy. It's kind of, like, it's almost surreal. It's like something you would see on, like, Twitter or Facebook, like a picture. Like, oh, like, heart eye emoji. Like, this place is so sweet. Like, but I never thought I would actually see a place like that. So it was just incredible.
2: Wow. Well, it sounds like a great trip. Even the, you know, we were talking about karma with the president. I mean, it sounds like you had some good karma going somehow. (laughs) Seriously.
3: (laughs) I was going to say, did you, like, did you not, like, play the card? I mean, it was a legitimate excuse. Did you say, like, this is my first time out here. I'm from Michigan. I'm not used to these roads. You kind of use a couple of oh, those. I, I buttered the cop up.
1: Believe me. Uh, oh, like you know, I haven't seen my brother in five years. Like, <laughs> out here, like it's a once in a lifetime trip. We decided to go to San Diego. Uh, all this other stuff. Oh, and I forgot to tell you. When we get to the border patrol, they I, like they were waving every single car through. Then they stopped our car because my brother Josh was like sick and laying down in the back seat. They thought it was an illegal immigrant, so they had to like search the car. So a lot of stuff that went down.
2: Man, oh man. Well, I can't wait to get the rest of it when you get back into town, but that's some good stuff there. Well, listen, we're going to get into some uh, NFL and Lions talk here in just a second. Just got to tell you about our good friends at Advanced Elevator. They have the best trained professional field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators in the entire Midwest. Centrally located with headquarters in the heart of Owasso, an area business leader and a longtime huge supporter of the Corona Public Schools and proud member of the Shiawassee Regional Chamber of Commerce since 2000. Also, our good friends down the street. Hankard Sportswear, the area's go-to clothing and more printing business with many, many loyal customers. The Hankard Sportswear team prides themselves by giving a good product at a great value. 100% guaranteed to satisfy your expectations. Owasso, Corona, St. Paul, school spirit wear in stock and special items for family, sporting, business, and charity events along with printing for signs and banners for your upcoming events. In downtown Owasso at 116 West Chain Street, Phone them at 989-725-2979 or give them a follow on Facebook at hanker.sportwear. Well, Jared, I know you're busy out in the in the sun. I'm sure you kept up on the lines a bit on Twitter, but uh, SOL all the way. I mean, you know, they put 14 on the board early, looked good, and then give up 35 straight. I mean, back and forth we go every week, you know, but... Patricia's got to go. Quinn's got to go, too. And I think the only way Patricia goes this year is if the, the Fords fire Quinn. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm
3: kind of like, you know, we, we've talked about it before. Like, do you want to hold on to Patricia for the rest of the year? And, I mean, if he's going to be this bad, this is maybe our best chance to tank for Trevor or something like that. Or do you just move on now? They're heading into the bye week. you get rid of him now and, you know, promote Bevel or one of the, the coordinators to be coach for the rest of the year? You know, what route do you want to go? Because it definitely seems like right now that it's not going to work. And, right, Quinn is definitely tied to Patricia or Patricia is definitely tied to Quinn, whatever you want to say. So, yeah, you got to wonder, uh, you know, if, if Patricia goes, is, is that going to also be Quinn going? Because this was his guy. Quinn brought Patricia in after Jim Caldwell was going 9-7 and seven and went to the playoffs a couple of times, and that wasn't cutting it. Quinn brought Patricia, his guy in, and they have just gotten significantly worse every year that he's been there. So, you got to wonder, like, the Texans, they fired Bill O'Brien. He was their head coach and GM. They fired him today because they're 0-4 and they look like trash. So, you just got to wonder, like, are they going to give Patricia the rest of the year to see if he can salvage something, or, or is it clear that this just
1: isn't working? There's no, there's nothing to salvage. He, I mean, I think we've learned that, he's, that we just don't like the guy. Every interview I see of this guy, I hate him more and more, if that's even possible. <laughs> but in terms of, like, there's none of these assistants are any good either, Bevel. The defense is the worst part of the team. Like, why would we even promote him? He can't even run a defense, let alone a team. Uh, So, uh, But I will say, like, we might as well fire him now just so we can start the coaching search. Like, just do a really thorough coaching search, like 18-month coaching search, or whatever it would be, like a year. And yeah. like, at that point, why not? Like, there's really nothing else to do. Patricia clearly is not the guy. Get him out.
2: Yeah, and and obviously they're they're not motivated at all. And, you know, he came in as the defensive guru. We talked about that before. That defense is trash. I'd like to know who that number 71 is. I zeroed in on him. He was just a fat ass that couldn't <laughs> tackle anybody.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's a few guys like that. Yeah, I don't know if it's a motivation thing, if, you know, it's just that, that loser's mindset playing for the Lions, like, once things start to snowball, they just start kind of going through the motions or what. But that, That's one thing that, like, now, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and there's a lot of talk today in the last week or two about how could the Lions fire Caldwell for this. And I know we, you know, a lot of people were that last year at Caldwell, it did kind of seem like, you know, maybe things had kind of peaked with Caldwell. You know, I think now you could say Lions fans were getting greedy, saying 9-7 and seven wasn't good enough. But, you know, it did kind of feel like he wasn't going to get them over the hump. Now we can kind of look back and say maybe we should have stuck with them another year or two to see what happens. But at least in those nine and seven years, they, they looked like they were playing hard. The players all said they loved playing for Jim Caldwell. He's a great motivator. They loved playing for him, even if they were just like a, you know, a good, a, a solid football team. They at least were out there fighting, playing hard. Stafford was playing with some fire. The defense was, was out there flying around. I don't know. Like even Stafford almost looks like he's a little bit checked out. You know, yep. making some bad throws. The defense, like you said, you got some dudes that are just kind of like I don't even know what they're doing. Jared, you could probably go out there and play defensive line for the Lions. I don't know. <laughs> but it, it just—it's kind of like—I mean, I'm going to watch. I—I I, I was about to say like you almost don't even want to watch. I'm going to watch all the games still, but it's like not even fun almost to watch the Lions right now.
1: I disagree. It's still fun to watch them just because, huh. like we've talked about in past pods, it's like, it's like 35 unanswered. Like they find a new, funny way to lose every week. It's kind of incredible. And I saw them, like, they've lost six straight games. Every time they lead by double digits, they end up losing. Yep, like That's kind of funny, too. Let's see how long we can keep that streak alive.
2: And I think out of 180 cornerbacks, Akuda's ranked number 180.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Okuda's, okay. yeah, for
3: pro football focus, I'm... I'm sure that's what you're talking about. Yeah. ring flat. And then Desmond Trufant, who's supposed to be like our second best, I guess, corner, is like three spots ahead of him.
2: Oh, my because
3: God. Our two main corners are basically the worst corners in the league is what it comes down to. <laughs> and, yeah, this is supposed to be a defensive guru. And, you know, he's supposed to be coming from the Patriots and bringing that culture Patriot way. And we're going to play tough defense. And, I mean, we signed Trey Flowers to a billion dollars, and I swear we don't ever hear his name. During a game, right? Uh, yeah, Okuda. I know he's a rookie, but he just looks a little maw and it just seems really bad. And like Jared, you said, whenever you hear Patricia talk, you just don't like him. Anytime you hear him talk, and I don't know if you guys saw, like after this after, after yesterday's game, uh, one of the reporters asked him, like, why? Basically, asked him, like, why should fans or why should people believe that you're the guy for the job? And Patricia said, like, for, you know, like for the most part, he said. That when he came in, they had a lot to fix. There was a rebuild, there yeah. was a rebuilding team, and there was a lot they had to change and get right. And you know, it was like saying that kind of stuff. And like you, you listen to him talk about that, and it's like, wait a minute. But they had went nine and seven two years in a row, and had gone to the playoffs in one of those years. Caldwell went to the playoffs twice. One of those years, they were eleven and five. Like this, and but you got Stafford, who's in the prime of his career. And you've got like guys like Darius Slay was on the roster at the time and stuff. So it's like, this wasn't exactly a rebuild. You were coming in to basically a playoff contending team, and you've basically you've been worse than Rod Marinelli. Like this is, yeah. it's, it's been
1: terrible. Can you imagine being like the Lions, where literally a nine and seven Lions team is like one of the best in franchise history, <laughs> as sad as that is without whether they made playoffs or not. And you got this idiot Matt Patricia coming in. And saying, like, basically that you guys are doing absolutely everything wrong. You're Matt Stafford, and you're listening to this guy basically saying, like, this, you guys are a joke, like, we're going to go practice outside with in the freezing cold snow with shorts on. Like, Yeah. I, there's no reason. It's, it's no surprise people hate this guy. But in terms of, like, the Jim Caldwell thing, I, you guys know I'm, that's one thing I'm always going to brag about because I, from day one I said we need to keep this guy. Why are we bitching about this guy? Nine and seven, I'll take that every single year if I'm a Lions fan. Well, let me throw, I mean, throw on him out. This, this defensive guru that you guys wanted, and that kind of thing. Every Lions fan is now taking like the revisionist history stance. Like, why did we get rid of Caldwell? But like, everyone wanted him out. Like, there's a reason he was fired. If, if everyone was so happy with him, he would have been fired, obviously.
2: Well, I th- I, I was on that board for sure. I mean, I I thought he went as far as he could go with that team and it was time especially when Quinn came in but but I by no means was ever sold on Patricia from day one I actually wanted them to get Vrabel if they're going to go that route and go Patriots but whether that's whether that's true or not here's what I got to say about Caldwell I think a fine guy great great guy the team loved him pretty good coach without a doubt but if he's so great how come he's never gotten another job
1: I don't understand. I don't really get that either, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He's. I, I'm. I'm blanking
3: right now. He is working for some team as you know, like some sort of like assistant or something. But right, he, I mean head coach. A, it's that Detroit Lions head coach curse. Mm-hmm. If you're a head coach. If you're head coach for the Lions, you're never gonna head coach again because, I mean, you're you're usually gonna get fired because you're not good enough, and that's what makes you wonder. Like, if if you ask Patricia, like to be legitimately honest, be honest. Do you wish you would have stayed in New New or New England and stayed as defensive coordinator, or come to Detroit as a head coach? He's never going to get a head coaching job the rest of his career. No way. He might land, he might land somewhere as a coordinator somewhere, but yeah. he's not going to head coach again. So you wonder. So like when people throw out like Eric Enemy, you know, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, even guys like Lincoln Riley or some of these other people, it's like even Lincoln Riley, like you know, in, in Oklahoma, even if his like career goal is to end up being uh, in, an NFL head coach why would he leave what he has at Oklahoma to be head coach of the Lions? Like, why wouldn't he wait a year or two until, like, another job comes open or maybe Bill Belichick retires, you know, who knows, whatever, something like that, or even be enemy with the Chiefs. Like, Andy Reid's not necessarily that young, so maybe, like, why wouldn't he just stay with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, be the offensive coordinator, make a ton of money, and then maybe take over head coach? Like, why would you leave some of these jobs To be head coach of the
2: Lions, right? Well, I think also I almost don't get it. I think also Lions—they've already proven they don't know they don't know what they're doing when they when they give the job, the head coaching job, to an unproven assistant. I mean, I think at this point, they got to do whatever it takes to get somebody that at least has head coaching experience and knows how to run an organization. No, I don't
1: don't think they do. I think really this this organization clearly, like no one has been able to turn it around in like fifty years. Yeah, we need to we need to find the next Nick Saban. <laughs> like we just need to take some big swings on some guys who maybe aren't proven yet, and just hope that they pan out. Because going the Jim Caldwell, the Matt Patricia, the NFL assistant route, it, it's not working. No, the Jim Schwartz. Like it's time. It's something new. We need something new. College coach. Yeah, really. I-
2: well, that's what I mean. A head coach, somebody that's a head coach, not an assistant. I don't care if it's from college. That'd be great. Somebody that knows how to at least run a program. You know, be organized. Patricia, obviously not. You put him. You got to put him right with Marty Morningweg and Rod Marinelli. You brought up his name earlier. Some of the biggest busts in NFL history. They, they just—they're great assistants, but can't do it when they run an organization. It's that simple.
0: Yeah,
3: and really, like, there—that shouldn't necessarily be like a shot at someone. You right, know, like right. Being a great offensive or defensive coordinator in the NFL—not necessarily a bad thing, because it is completely different being the head coach, and you know, you. you yeah. Patricia's, I mean, his reputation right now is taking a huge shot. So, like, you got to wonder if some of these guys would just be better off, you know, let Andy Reid run things, and I'm just going to be the offensive <laughs> coordinator. I'm going to work with Patrick Mahomes, and I'm just going to do this. Or do you actually want to be the guy? You know, who knows what someone's, like, career goals are. But, Jared, you're talking about, like, doing something different. And I've, I've said it a few times, and, you know, it's not as easy as just saying, like, tell the Fords to sell the team. But I really think it's the ownership. There's been one constant this whole time hashtag Ted's hashtag since '57. Yep. It's the Fords. It's, a, it's the Ford family owns the team, and I think it's, like it's from the top. I know like they don't necessarily, they're not on the field, they're not at practice you know, coaching guys, but I think it's a mindset from the top down. When you look at franchises like the Steelers, like the Patriots, and some of these other ones, even like the Colts. These these franchises who can go through coaching changes or or do different things and they almost don't skip a beat because it's a solid, strong franchise with good ownership and the the players yep. and the, the coaches trust the ownership. I don't people don't even know like who, who even runs the Lions yeah. now. Is it like one of the Ford cousins or like who even runs the Lions? I don't even know. They just sign the checks. You know, it, that's that's the one thing that needs to change to me.
1: Have you noticed that almost like the Lions game, like we watch every Lions game, they, they never do like the cut to the orange. Oh, no. Whereas every other team, they do. Like, it's just kind of weird. Oh, that you don't—you really don't know who the hell was running. He was calling the shots for the Lions.
2: They used to do –
1: you guys this. Would you guys – if I could tell you right now, we could have Jim Caldwell as our head coach starting for the next season, would you guys take that right now or would you say, let's go find somebody else?
0: Hmm.
3: Yeah, I – <laughs> I have thought about that, like you know, Ted. You are saying like he hasn't found another job. Like, would would he even want to come back to Detroit? No way. Or would we want him to come back? And I almost feel like it's one. You know, like you always see boyfriend and girlfriends. They break up and then they get back together, and it's it's just not good. And end up breaking up again yeah. after two later. I just, like, it's done. Like, Caldwell, maybe we shouldn't have fired him before. Right. No, I don't think you can bring him back.
2: No, I don't either, and I think we need a little juice. I mean, even if it's, uh, you know, you bring in some hot shot, at least you got some juice going, let's see what they can do, and, you know, it's it's just a sad situation. Here's here's one for you, too, before we wrap up our Lions talk. Uh, a little karma for you. Since the Fords purchased, it was it was William Clay Ford purchased the Lions, we talked about karma. He officially took over the day after John F. Kennedy was assassinated. How about that? It's that there's a curse for you. Uh, what, what year was that? What, sixty-three. Uh, I know. I, I should know my history with 1963,
3: Kennedy, was Nineteen sixty-three,
2: November of sixty-three.
3: Sixty-three, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It, so who who owned them before? So since '57, who owned them for those few years before? Oh, um, you, Clay Ford.
2: You're putting me on the spot, and I, I guess I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I don't remember. I
3: guess we... Yeah, I guess we can't blame, blame the Ford family since 57. No. But, I mean, you know, since 63 anyway. That's cool. Like, before we wrap up, do you guys get the vibe that Bob <laughs> Quinn and Matt Patricia, think about Quinn coming in, and Caldwell's already there. He already had an 11-5 and season and went to the playoffs, and he's going 9-7, and and Quinn is just probably sitting there and doesn't care. You know, he wants to bring in his buddy. Like, he, he probably came in and thought he was, like, the smartest guy in the room. It's how, like, it comes up to me. Yeah. I'm coming in from the Patriots. I'm coming to, to Detroit. I was working with Bill Belichick. We won all these Super Bowls. You guys are the Lions. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you got a coach going 9-7, and seven going to the playoffs. But, now nah, I'm going to bring my boy in, and we're going to make it the Patriot way and stuff like that. It comes up to me, like, you know, you got everyone knows those people who go to, like, University of Michigan, Ohio State, Duke, or something like that. And then they get hired an entry level position and they come in like puffing their chest out because they went to like a pre- prestigious school. And then everyone at the job is like, no, 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 I don't really give a shit where you went to school. <laughs> like, we, we've been here five years. We've been here 10 years. You know what we're doing? You know, Quinn and Patricia seem like that to me. Yeah. Like they came in thinking they were smarter than everyone else with the Lions and we're going to do everything we want. And Patricia's won what? three games in three years basically. So it's time to go.
1: Time to make a change. That's like a lot of owners I feel like a lot of owners do that. And I think it's just like human nature where as soon as you come in you feel like you gotta do like either sign a big free agent or uh, fire your coach. Like think imagine coming into the Lions organization and saying this team that loses that is like the most losing is like team in NFL history, like they go nine and seven and we say we gotta make changes. Like right. what are great right? Like how dumb were we, all of us really? Yes. Like, did we even like we didn't like protest it, really.
2: Right. Well you know, it was because we were, you know, you get to a plateau of 9-7, and 8-8, eight and eight, and it seems like it happens every year, and you don't even sniff of a Super Bowl, which, let's face it, ultimately we're looking for a Super Bowl. Do we, do we all think that the Lions would have done it with Caldwell? Well, I don't know. They probably should have gave him another year. But that's the goal. That's the thing I'm hoping before I die, which will be more than likely before you two, uh, I'm, it's not looking too good for me oh. here, boys. So, anyhow, uh, we'll see what happens with the Lions. Jared, can you stick with us for a little bit longer, or you got to go?
1: I can stick with you guys.
2: All right, well, we'll talk some NBA coming up here next, but before we do... Just remember, Sheridan Auction Service always has a wide variety of items and real estate on the docket. Stay up to date by checking their website at SheridanAuctionService.com. Also, Nelson House Funeral Homes, their number one goal is to serve families in our community. Top priority caring for our friends and neighbors and being right there when you need them the most. Also, our favorite spot to go have a cocktail or a big dinner Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast, open for dine in service again. And they got a brand new feature come on out for high school football on the big screen. Friday night, Corona and Owasa will be on the big screen coming this Friday night. Also, check out college and pro football game days. That's at Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. Hey, why not go out and check the NBA Finals? Heat came up with a big game last night. We're recording this on Monday night, but uh, Lakers lead it two to one. Jimmy Butler a big triple double to keep the Heat in it. What do you guys think?
3: No, that was it. Was an all-time game. You can't take anything away from Butler. I mean, I don't know. If, I I watched the whole thing. I don't know how much you guys watched, but he was dominant from the start of the game. So you can't take anything away. Anthony Davis was just like in foul trouble. Couldn't get his shots going. LeBron was a little off. It almost seems every series of these playoffs in the bubble, the Lakers have had one game where they just basically laid an egg, and then they ended up being fine the rest of the series. I don't know how the rest of this is going to go because the Heat are really good. But, you know, this maybe was that one game is the Lakers just laying an egg. They maybe needed that, like, slap in the face of, like, all right, wake up. You're not going to sweep these guys. Butler had an all-time game. You know, and, and I posed the question on Twitter, like, what, you know, the people who are starting to say, like, the Heat are going to pull this upset off, you know, watch out. Like, what do, you, what do you trust more to happen for the rest of the series, Butler to play like that or LeBron and AD to kind of wake up and get back to what they were doing? Me, maybe as a Lakers fan, I think – LeBron and AD are going to wake up and the Lakers will be fine even if it does go
1: 6 they'll be fine. Yeah, I'm not like as a I I mean I think we're all three of us I think are pulling for the Lakers, maybe Ted's not. No, I'm not. I'm not worried at all. I'm not worried at all uh, about them. And, yeah, if it goes 2-2 then I'll start to be worried, but I just don't see a world where LeBron blows a 2-0 lead. I don't care if it's the Miami Heat, especially when it's Miami Heat. It's, not, it's like I know that they're a really good team, but it's like they don't have I'm Michael Jordan on their, on their roster. I know Jimmy Butler basically looked like Michael Jordan the other night, but I'm just not worried at all. The Lakers, like you said, Matt, they basically take one game like this every single series. So as, until they lose the second game of the series, which I still haven't done yet, by the way, they're basically rolling this entire playoffs, then I'm not going to be worried whatsoever.
2: Yeah, and I'm, I don't have a horse in the race, but uh, I thought the Lakers would win. I still think they're probably going to win the series, but, uh, you know, Matt, I know you're a longtime Lakers fan, and Jared, you're a LeBron fan. I'm pulling hard for the Heat because I always like the underdogs, and I, it would be an incredible upset if they beat the Lakers, in my opinion, and you know, even, and especially now they're banged up. If Butler can somehow stay hot and, and if they somehow steal this series, it'll be an all-timer.
3: Oh, it would. If, if they, geez, man, if, if the Lakers go up 2-0 well in the Heat with those injuries, somehow pull this off and win a championship, it would definitely, I think, be the biggest upset in the history of the NBA, and then you would never be able to make the case for LeBron being the greatest of all time. Right. I mean, you could you could try and make an argument, but there's there's no way. They could lose this series because we know how Jared doesn't think that white guys are athletic enough to be professional athletes. The Heat sometimes has got four white guys out there. They got, I mean, Dragic is hurt now. Right. But, you know, they got Lennox, they got Myers Leonard, they got Duncan Robinson. They're just. Hero? Yeah, they got. Yeah, right. So sometimes they've got four white dudes and Jimmy Butler out there. And you know, Jared must love that. So, I mean, but these dudes can play and they play hard. So that's the one thing. It, you know, they're that team that, like, you can't, like, give them life. If you let them hang in a game and it's getting into the third quarter, the fourth quarter, and it's you know a close game or they have the lead, that's that's where you're like playing with fire. But you know those first two games, the Lakers just like went up to like twenty point lead and you know they can't fight back. So I don't know. We'll see if Butler can keep it rolling. I guess
1: if, if LeBron loses the series, it, it's a, a career definer. As it, crazy as that sounds for how old he is, and like I know that he's still basically playing like at a top level, but. No, if he, if he loses the series, like it's a career definer For me personally, like I wouldn't view him the same. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't view him the same. I don't care if it's in the bubble. I don't care if the Heat are a good team. They don't On paper, they don't look like that good of a team, so it's forever going to alter my opinion of him if he does lose. But let me ask you guys this. Do you guys, what would you guys have done in this situation? Game one, uh, I'm on the airplane. I do have free uh, – I could have watched the game live. Uh, decided to go with the, like, to make the girlfriend happy, watched uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, a movie I'd never seen before, a little bit of a rom-com. <laughs> uh, is that something you guys would have ever done? Uh, uh, overall thoughts on that. Just, that's all I'm going to say about that.
2: Early on in a relationship, I could see that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
3: I mean, first of all, it, it's a good movie. I don't know what you thought about it. Maybe that's a Ted or Tim.
2: It's
3: a good movie, so I, I can see see you watching that but i just think it's funny that i don't you know, i don't know if this is kind of like your first year's relationship or whatever but you're you're getting to see what it's like you got to
1: sacrifice the nba finals for for rom-com
2: oh my that is a sacrifice oh
1: I'll just say that. I can't make – I don't remember – I feel like, Ted, I always make fun of you for skipping something, like watching, not watching something, and doing yep. something else. So I guess I can't ever say something like
2: that again. Well, good. We'll put that to rest. And you got to always remember that I got the DVR crank too. So I'll, be, I'll have to be perfectly honest. I haven't seen any of these weeknight NBA finals uh, until the next morning. So, But at least I see it. <laughs> Because I'm a 10 o'clock at bed guy for the most part. All right, stick with us, Jared. We'll wrap up the show here in a second, but I want to tell our listeners about the Corona Connection. They know it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on Cavalier Nation at CoronaConnection.com. Also, Advanced Elevator Company features top expert field technicians for troubleshooting, repair, and installation of elevators. Huge supporter of the Corona Public Schools and Hankard Sportswear, the area's number one clothing and more printing business. Located in the heart of Owasso at 116 West Exchange Street in Owasso. Follow them on Facebook at Hankard.Sportswear. I've got to throw something in here. It's not Ted tonight. You guys will laugh at me here, but uh, I'm watching Saturday Night Live. And, and I know, Jared, you're pretty heavy into some of this up-to-date rap music, I guess is what you call it. But, <laughs> but Megan the Stallion, is she like the, the, the big new thing now? And I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts about her and her music?
1: There's a couple of her songs that I actually do kind of like. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I like her. I don't know. I'm guessing that you aren't a huge fan of her, just from your tone.
2: Well, it, I mean, it's okay. I, my wife really hates it, but I was watching the other night, and she, <laughs> I, I, I can see
1: why. <laughs> I can see why that might
2: be the case. <laughs> but I, but here's the funny part. You know, my wife and I were talking, and that, you know, again, you can see why she was upset. But I kind of was keeping it low key. But, you know, I don't want to sound like one of these old guys that said, Man, I can't believe the music these kids play nowadays. You know, they heard we heard that same stuff. But the difference was, you know, we were going from my parents' generation of Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, you know, to the Beatles, right? So they're, ooh, they're racy. They're singing about I want to hold your hand. But to go from that, okay, to, I mean, Megan and Cardi B singing WAP. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's many people my age that goes over their head, they have no idea what that means, but I'm thinking, whoa, what has this society turned to? And that's a lot of that music nowadays, right?
3: No, I, I feel I like mean, it It started to turn maybe in like, I don't know, like mid, late 80s, 90s, because I remember growing up and, you know, I, a brother who was older than me, and he was into like some rap and rock music or whatever, and my parents wouldn't really let me listen to it while I was like younger. And then when I got older, you know, I was getting into, like, Eminem and and some of these other rap artists back then, like DMX and some of these other guys. And, yeah, like, when you actually sit down and listen to the lyrics, it's like, okay, I can see why my parents didn't want me listening to this stuff when I was 14 years old or whatever, you know? So, and, yeah, it's just kind of continued. And then you got songs like WAP and some of these (laughs) other ones, and you got these, you know, now that TikTok's out, these young girls are, like, doing videos on TikTok to these songs. And maybe I'm thinking about it now because I'm a parent with a daughter. Right. No, I'm with you, Ted. I, I can see you. Like, it's, some of it's not necessarily a message you want to send a young kid. But I guess that's when the, the parent's job comes in, right?
2: Right. Well, I still remember when when uh, Lana took away Amy's Dr. Dre CD. You know, that was back in yeah, the that's
1: day. I gonna, I, so here's what's weird about parents. They're, they're very hypocritical with how they handle things. First off, I'm going to say this, Ted. You're a hypocrite. I mean, you're basically... HBO's number one fan. You'll watch anything they ever put on that streaming service. Okay. So, and there's a lot of racy stuff there. So although it's not music, it's definitely way up there in terms of uh, it's not exactly uh, PG rated. Um, cool. But, like, I remember my dad had, like, a Kanye West, like, late registration, like, CD that he would listen to all the time with us in the car. I was, like, five years old. <laughs> But for some reason, the 50 Cent "Get Rich or Die Trying." Like my brother Johnny bought that CD, and like my dad smashed it with a hammer. It's like, what is like? I don't know if you guys have ever heard like the Kanye West album, like "Gold Digger." Yeah. Like, have you ever listened to the the explicit version of that song? Like, it's, I was listening to that when I was five years old. Like, it's pretty dang dirty. Yeah. But for some reason, the 50 Cent thing was a little too much. So that's kind of what it sounds like to you, Ted. You like Post Malone, but you don't like this.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's a fact. I mean, well, listen. <laughs> wop itself come on I mean, how nasty is that <laughs> I mean, does it get any nastier really think about it I, and i know there's there's, there's 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 a lot of rap songs that got a lot of nasty stuff in it don't get me wrong i don't know if i'm necessarily a hypocrite just because of certain certain shows i watch i mean i, I don't know what the example is you have there i i watch a certain sh- certain amount of adult stuff but so what i'm an adult the dudes Okay, I I didn't give it high recommendations, but
1: (laughs) you did. You told me that it was really
2: good. No, I said it was. It was a. It was a pretty good example of what went on in those days in that industry. That's what I said, and you know, James Franco. I mean, okay, you got me on that one, I guess. (laughs) It was pretty exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. But what? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about? Is there anything that's over the line nowadays, or at your age group, Jerry? That doesn't matter. Just let it rip.
1: It depends on, like if, like, if that was a good song, like, I would, I would have zero problem with it, but it's not a good song. Okay. That's, like, really just the problem number one, two, and three with me. I don't really care what it says, whether it's dirty or not.
2: And then what about the videos that go with it and the shake in the ass and everything else?
1: Uh, no comment on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a taking man. and I watch that stuff. I only watch PG stuff about
2: <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I think we've pretty much covered what we needed to this week, didn't we, fellas?
3: Yeah, I mean, we
2: had to check off WAP, so I think we got that. Yeah, (laughs) that'll be replayed at my funeral probably. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) All right, well, let's hope the Lions turn the corner. We'll see what we have next week with if Patricia's going to even be around and make it through the bye week. Jared, uh, you have a lot of fun out there. Uh, I know you got the rest of the day today. So uh, travel safe. And I guess I was going to ask you one thing. We we were talking about the president and the, the debate. I mean, did you have to go through any special precautions, you know, with a mask on the flight, and what's it like out there in Arizona?
1: Uh, I would say there's a lot more masks uh being worn out here in Arizona, like you can't go on Arizona state Can't like we' we were basically in Tempe, which is Arizona state like city, pretty much like East Lansing from Michigan State, and you can't be anywhere near that campus without a mask on like because there's people patrolling it, so even outside indoors like uh it doesn't matter, so it's definitely a little bit more stringent, I would say here. Uh, In terms of, like, the flight, I mean, you had to wear a mask the whole time. uh, And then with each seat, there's a dividing seat in between each one, too. Oh,
2: that's good. All right. Well, uh, travel safe. Don't bring bring home anything to pass on to your old uncle, all right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I know you're worried about it. I have to <laughs> take a two week quarantine from podcast. Well, I'm a little
2: worried about it, but I'll be all right. Let's let's put it that way. Hey, before we wrap too, I just want to. We don't talk about baseball much. I know Jared doesn't want to, but you know, if you are a baseball fan, uh, the the league series. They're all pretty good matchups with the Rays and the Yankees and Astros and Athletics in the American League and the Dodgers and Padres and Marlins and Braves in the the National League. It really sets up pretty well. We'll just see how that all shakes down. We'll save that for another time when we get a little closer to the World Series. Let's just call it a wrap. Don't forget, follow us and let our partners know you listen in. They include Advanced Elevator, Corona Connection, Hankard Sportswear, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, and Sheridan Auction Service. Don't forget the next Castle Game of the Week is this Friday night, the big uh, neighborhood brawl, Owasso at Corona. It's the Cavaliers' homecoming. Join us for that. Jared will be back for some color commentary on that one. And uh, speaking of Jared Fattel and Matt Burns, I'm Ted Fattel thanking you again. For supporting and tuning in to Three Point Podcast.
0: Three Point Podcast is syndicated worldwide on Sports Radio Detroit and MWSN Radio. The show is a Sportsnet Michigan production, recorded at the WJSZ Mid Michigan Studios. Spread the word to your friends and family, and subscribe on Apple Podcast soundcloud or any of the other big podcast hosting sites comments and questions can be sent via social media at three point Pod or by email to three point at gmail.com thanks for listening and until next time bye for now